Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess. Today's episode is about minorities and majorities and the question being asked of everyone and put to everyone and no one knows what a minority and majority is. So growing up as a Christian in India, I never heard of this before this concept. And uh, we got to be minorities and majorities now, but uh, it started pretty much with the internet uh, and everyone, you know, all political parties started using this minorities and majorities. I'm like, what's a minority and majority? So growing up as a, as a Christian in India, and I am an ex-Christian now, we walked the same roads, we ate the same food, we went to the same schools, we went to the... How did we get to be a minority? What makes me a minority? My label? How did I get that label? From a colonial empire. So someone came, colonized my ancestors, they ruled over for X amount of years, 500, 450 years, and then from there onwards, they lost power. We went from feudalism to democratic republic. And this democratic republic then now made us uh, communities. In these communities, in order for them to continue living in these communities with, the, with their colonized fellow citizens and that the group who colonized them still holds power over them they became minorities why because their feudal lords who enslaved them 450 years ago or a thousand years ago whenever didn't want to give up power so all he did was rebrand all they did was rebrand themselves into minorities and all of a sudden now we become minorities and majorities i mean did anyone ask us to be colonized? Did anyone ask us to be to remain on the colonial empire? Do we ask us? Did they ask us if we want to follow this new rebranded colonialism as religions and and culture? Did they ask our permission? No, we were just brainwashed. We were born into it, brainwashed it, and now all of a sudden we are ob obligated to call ourselves minorities. On the what grounds? We didn't ask to be called minorities. The state never gave me any difference when I'm on my, when I pay my taxes. It it it's I'm still an Indian citizen. I was an Indian citizen, not anymore. When I was when we went to school, we were Indian citizens. When we <laughs> so why do we need a label of minorities to keep us on the fear plantation, to keep us in these ghettos, and these ghettos are full of. <sighs> Backward mentalities, dogmatic ideologies, poverty, poverty of our mind. We keep brainwashing them with fear, fear, fear of the majority so that they keep staying on a plantation. The, the colonial empire and the relics of their regime who's left behind still controls our minds. They control the economics around us. They control the votes that we give. They brainwash us to give the votes only to particular groups and the particular people who they have bought out and who they, the establishment, will get money from. But we are left behind. We are left behind as brainwashed 
relics of these empires and kingdoms and tribes. Today we call ourselves communities, minorities, and now we have to play this minority-majority sing and dance or song and dance in order to suit the establishment of the country and the media of the country. I mean, disgusting. Why, why, why do we have to do this? Who gave them the permission to code us or stereotype us as majority and minority? Do we think? Does a human being think as a minority? They want us to think, but we cannot think, especially if we're educated. If we're educated, we're not going to think what they want us to think. We're no longer living in a colonial world. But they need us to be a colonial relic. And so they rebrand us, force us to swallow their slime, and now we're, oh my God, minorities. And because we're a minority, we automatically live in fear. This is a fear psychosis that they give you, indoctrinate you since the time you're born, and then control the economics and the power around you. And then they go on to the media and say, oh, well, the minorities live in fear. No, we've been brainwashed with fear from the time we're born so that we remain relics of empires. It's a fact. And all these minorities, we all live in ghettos. And each ghetto is brainwashed and indoctrinated with, with, with a fear psychosis of the other side. We keep pointing fingers at the other side, but we don't look at the three fingers pointing back at us. It is disgusting. So I'll give you a, a, an example of how I was brought up. So I grew up as an ex-Christian. Uh, sorry, as a Christian. I'm Catholic. And I... We lived in a community, in a town, mostly Muslims and, and, and Christians, uh, Hindus, and not other small communities, but predominantly in my area, Muslims and Christians. We didn't have any problems, but we never really mixed, except that we went to the market. In the market, everyone was the same. We went to the same shops, ate the same food, and, and, and the schools. Obviously, the schools were a place where every, all children went to. It didn't matter who you were. Um... But we never sort of, should I say, you never find mixed as a group, as a people of a community. So we'll have the, the Muslims on one side with their own little community and we'll have the Christians on the other side. And there were attempts made to bring people together and have equal festivals and, and you know, celebrate each other's festivals. And we loved it. But our community leaders or the, the theologians, the orthodoxy controlling these communities didn't like it one single bit. The people liked it. The people who tried to bring us together liked it. But not the orthodox. The orthodoxy, well, we are Christian, they're saying they're a Muslim. We never had any problems, but there were issues. And the very fact it's blowing up right now, there were issues. But to say that, i give you an example of, of my little community. So growing up in a Roman Catholic predom predominant area, uh, the buildings, the apartment blocks where you live in depended on your, on your religion. So I lived in one where only if you were Roman Catholic, you were allowed to go. And then the Hindus will live in one. Only if you're Hindus, if you're allowed to go. The, the, the Muslims only were Muslims and Muslims from particular communities. So if you're a Muslim from one community, you were not allowed to live in, in, in another a block where, the, where there were Muslims, but another community. So the different multiple thousands, hundreds and hundreds and dozens and dozens of small communities, intra-communities, and you could not mix and match. So a Sunni cannot live with a Shia, or an Ismaili cannot live with a Koja, and, and, and something like that. So it's not like 
all Muslims can live together. Secondly, you have uh, even Christians. We were not allowed to live. You had to be Roman Catholic. And if you were not Roman Catholic, if you were another Christian brand, denomination, you were not allowed to live in that community, in my building, and similarly for other buildings. Now, you could be Roman Catholic also, but from, a, from North India, you wouldn't be allowed. You have to be from the same cultural community. That means the, we were all from either Goa or um, around the West Coast, not even, uh, not even uh, South India, but predominantly India, uh, West Coast of, of India, uh, uh, a Roman Catholic from Goa or Maharashtra, the, this Roman Catholic. And we predominantly all went to the same church. And uh, we lived in that community. We were brainwashed. We went to school, wherever different communities in the school. Um, the problem was when we came back home into our communities, into our, um, in, into our buildings, we were told clearly, um, you know, we're Catholic. We have to be Roman Catholic first. And the Hindus were all bad. Predominantly Hindus were bad. We told, now, not to say we had friends who were Hindus. We had neighbors in neighboring buildings who were Hindus, but predominantly Roman Catholic. Um, and we were told the Hindus are all bad. Then we would say the Muslims are bad. The Muslims would say we're the Christians are bad. The, the Hindus are bad. The Hindus would say the Christians and the Muslims are bad. It was a musical chair. We were predominantly told the Hindus are caste, Hindus are caste, Hindus are bad, Hindus are bad. You're brainwashed. You had two people who they hit, we hit on, the Hindus and the West, the Hindus and the West, the Hindus and the West. It's like, at one point you get to say, is that the only thing you can tell me? The Hindus are bad? Is that what your Jesus Christ told you? To say that the Hindus are bad? Uh, what type of backward mentality is this? So... Growing up, we were, we were fed with fear, 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 fear. At one point, you get so angry, you just leave. The fear psychosis takes over your mind, and you start to ask questions. If I'm living on the same street as someone who's not in the same community as me, if I'm going to he heaven, why are they going to hell? If I'm going to heaven, why is my daughter a Muslim? Why is my, the, uh, the, what about the cricket team? Is it, why is the Hindu? Are they going to hell? What about the Bollywood stars? Are they going to hell? At one point, you're asking this question. But no, you're not allowed to talk. You have to submit in silence. The moment you have an opinion, it's a crime. It's an absolute crime. You're not allowed, and you're degraded. You're chastised. You're put in a block. You're, you're literally sent to the gallows. You're you're. This, you're discriminated upon because you choose to have an opinion that does not suit their narrative. And that is why we're leaving. We are told systematically, we're here for 2,000 years. 2,000 years. Christians have been in India. So I'm like, how did we come 2,000 years ago? Well, St. Thomas came 2,000 years ago. And, and he, he converted people. But that's a lie because St. Thomas did not come as a Christian. He, came, he was a Jew. He was a refugee. There, was, there were problems in, in, uh, in the kingdom of uh, Israel, or the, should I say the kingdom of Judea, the province, the Roman province of Judea. Uh, the Hebrew Orthodox had taken over Galilee. 
and uh, along with the Romans, made it in, uh, into a larger part, brought it into the greater province of Judea, Roman province of Judea, and all those who were against uh, the Jewish, the Hebrew Orthodoxy, and uh, they were against the Romans, had to flee. And this and and the Jesus movement of the time, who was against the Orthodoxy, they were the ones who were chased out of the area. And because of that, a lot of people fled, uh, fled in the different directions, especially those who were in the Jesus movement, who were who was against the Orthodoxy, and that that was Thomas, who later on became Saint Thomas. So he came here as a refugee. He did not come here to convert people because Jews do not convert. So Jews did not convert anyone. This was a lie. Christianity did not come till three hundred years later. Okay. So how did he came? How did Saint Thomas come to to convert people? So that's an absolute lie. First, secondly, they don't know which date he came exactly. They don't know where he landed. They don't know what he wrote. They have no proof of what he wrote. They have no proof of what he constructed. No construction whatsoever, no archaeological proof. No literally literature proof. Okay, They didn't know where he lived. They have no idea where he died. They think he dies in some place called Chennai, modern-day Chennai, but they don't know for sure. It's just, oh, we think, we believe, we think, believe, with no proof. But they know the Hindus kill him. So this is what you told. St. Thomas came, he converted, he preached, and the Hindus killed him. So you grew up with this mindset, the Hindus all bad. And for 2,000 years, we've been fighting the Hindus and they're all bad. So that means for 2,000 years, if the only thing you can do is tell me that the Hindus are bad, is that, and it's not working for you, why, do you, why would I stay on your plantation? Why would I stay on your plantation? Give me a reason. Hmm? Why would I stay on your plantation? Why would I feed myself with fear instead of going to the other side and say, who are you? And before I go to the other side, I need to ask, who am I? Why am I living on this plantation of fear? If the God was so great and he saved the world, we don't need to live in fear anymore. Oh, but the other side has, doesn't understand. Okay, then he should have, God should have saved the world. Jesus should have saved the world. We wouldn't have had this problem. The bottom line is he didn't save the world. He got his butt kicked on the cross. That's the only thing he did. He was a political activist. He was not some God. But the church, his movement became a political empire uh, and joined the Roman Catholic empire. And, and, and now we're trying to believe that he's like some type of God and we have to believe in him. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we've been fighting to con convince people for 2,000 years in the Indian subcontinent that we're greater than them. Well, let's put it this way. There are no numbers in the, in the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, New Testament. Numbers come from India. So Jesus died on the cross, but then after he came to India for the numbers? Before the Christians had any any science, anything, it was it was the people of Hindustan that had science. It was the people of Hindustan that had 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 geom geometry, uh, trigonometry, uh, algebra. We all had that. We had astronomy. 
what the hell did the, with the uh, Abrahamic groups have? Nothing. They were roaming on their donkeys. They were roaming on the donkeys. We already had it. But yet we have to believe that the Hindus are bad, they're big demons, they're bad, they're cast. Rubbish. And we've been brainwashed with this fear. And at the other side, the church would come to your home after home after home and say, well, um, vote, for the, vote for the Congress. The Congress is the only one that helps us. Vote for the Congress. Vote for the Congress. Vote for the Congress. Basically, they're bots. The, the priest and the mullahs and the tullahs and the pundits were bots. Well, how you say, well, IT cell, the IT bots who just, who trying to change the rhetoric on, on social media. Well, the church were the IT cell of, of the Indian National Congress, the Socialist Congress. It's absolutely disgusting. And they brainwashed us to believe it then, to vote for them. We didn't have a choice. We voted for them. And in return, the church got huge tracts of land leased to them, huge amounts of money, they control vast amounts of wealth, and now they're crying because we are so fed up of, of them that the Indian National Congress did absolutely nothing for us. They just used us as vote banks and, and just ran a regime for 60 years of fear, 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 fear of the British, fear of the big bad Hindus, fear of the British, fear of the big bad Hindus. Oh, they were the perfect, the most translucent, the absolute secular, absolute disgusting group of people. And we had to spit on, the, on, on Hindus in order for us to get to this point and say, look, I'm, not, I'm tired of this mentality. I need to change. I am tired of it. I'm not going to give you my vote anymore. I'm not going to give you my support. And so now, because we don't give them their support, all of a sudden, they're minorities. Oh my God, they're minorities. They live in fear. Well, their bank account doesn't show that they live in fear. Their pedophilia doesn't show that we are fear. How did you get to be fearful? Hmm? Did you, where did the money come from? Where did your ghettos come from? Why do you think that you can convert us into minorities and majorities? Did you ask a permission? Did you tell us? Did you ask us whether we want to be a relic of your empire? Did you ask us, did, you, did we even have a voice? Could we, could we even have an opinion? Having an opinion was a crime, so you decided, they decided who we were going to be, how we're going to be, they decided how we're going to brainwash us, condition us, and then after we say, oh, well, okay, now you're a minority, now you live in fear. Well, no, I'm not a minority, I'm sorry. I'm not a relic of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church itself is, is a pedophile industry. Let me explain to you something else. In India, we have officially 27%, 27 million Christians, but I'm sure there are more because the Catholic Church proselytizes like crap, which is absolutely not a scam. So let me tell you, within the Christian communities, there are many other denominations, and each denomination spits on the other. So. Each denomination will say, oh, that one's bad. This one will say, that one's bad. This one will say, this one's bad. We don't even know how many denominations. And each one pretends to be better than the other. So the hate's on the inside. The H, is on, the H word's on the inside. The negativity's on the inside. Do they want to take a look at that? 
But we don't have the guts to say, so we blame the Hindus. Oh, the Hindus are communal, the Hindus are caste. Excuse me? Did you look at the three fingers pointing back at you? And this is done by every single community. So on what grounds we point fingers at others and say minority and majority? Within the minority, we have a majority. And we didn't ask for these labels. We didn't ask for the stereotype. Why did you give us the stereotype? Why were we brainwashed to believe in the stereotype? It is disgusting. You didn't ask a permission. No one asked the permission. So why are we given this? Because we're relics of empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect their empires. The answer is no. I'm not a majority. I'm not a minority. I'm a human being. I walk in the same street as everyone else. The Indian government, the Indian people invested in my human capital to send me to school. Why should I call them communal? Why should I call them majority? Why should I have this fear psychosis in, as a hypocrite? No, I choose not to be a hypocrite. I choose not to be a relic of an empire. My passport gives me full-fledged citizenship or gave me, in the case of India and even over here. So why should I be called a minority majority? If I'm walking on the same street as my neighbor, if I'm going to the same doctor, I'm watching the same hockey match, the same cricket match, why all of a sudden I'm a minority? Only when it comes to elections. Because these same people who run the elections, these same people who vote for, for power are the same people who are relics of empires. They need to keep us on their ghettos, on their colonial ghettos, which they now have rebranded as communities, and they need to control our mind to control the power behind it. That's all. And so they keep us here, they rebrand and rebrand and rebrand until we get so fed up, we leave, and then they blame the other side. But changing the label doesn't change the mentality. You need to change the mentality to change the label. It's not the label that defines the mentality. It is the mentality that defines the label. And so today I, I choose to say, I am not a minority. I'm not a majority. I'm a human being. And I'm thankful to my native land giving me all that it's given me, invested in my human capital. I need to say thank you. And I need to apologize and stop being a hypocrite and say, I apologize to the nation for this minority majority hypocr hypocrisy for agreeing with it, for um, banking on it for so long, for not understanding it, for using it, and, not for, and for not raising my voice, that we've been used as slaves to run a regime, to bring down the country from the inside. I need to apologize, apologize to the country, and I will say that to India. I apologize. It is my responsibility in order to create that equal opportunity. It is my responsibility to tell the next generation we made the mistakes. The mistakes are not the two fingers pointing back at you. The, the mistakes are the three fingers pointing back at us. The ghettos that have made us into minorities, that are relics of empires. Thank you very much for listening. I hope this brings about uh, an introspection into your uh, stereotype that you've been put on. Go back to your homes and have that discussion. Once you have that discussion, you decide what you think of the stereotype that you've been given with and how did it come to be. If you have any uh, questions or any answers, um, 
any points of view, uh, please email me at religions, regimes, and refugees uh, at outlook.com. Thank you and good day.